Right now, I'd like to introduce to you some friends of mine. Hello, people. Hey. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Feels Episode like it's been 12. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel that way. I don't it know why. Like it's been a long yes. time. Yes. Episode 12. Okay. Um, should we break the news to them and let them know what's going on, what we're planning to do? Like, why not? Why yeah. not? Okay. So, how many more episodes until... A season finale. We have a season finale, y'all. We're going to yes. be taking a short, short break. So we're going up to episode 15. Okay? Yes. Episode 15. And just like all great shows and great things, <laughs> they have to take a short break. Okay. So we can figure out and we can and we can elevate and we can upgrade. And, you know, may, who knows? Maybe it'll probably be a video. You never Ooh. know, okay? But the good thing is we have been picked up for season two. <laughs> because, because we are lifting ourselves up. Exactly. Talk exactly. about it, okay? okay? Nobody yes. stops us over here. So there, there will be a season two. And yeah, we're excited about that. And the good thing is in the meantime, in between time, y'all can binge these episodes mm-hmm. over again. You can tell sure your friends can. about them. You can tell more people, your grandma, your coworkers, mm. your, your, your little brother, your nephew, third cousin twice removed. You can tell them <laughs> to check it out. Okay. All right. This is always going to be there for y'all to listen to. So yeah. And get familiar with these voices. All right. So yeah. Yeah, that's love it. Yes. That reminds me. Um, someone asked me, it was actually my mom. She asked me because she listens to every episode and was like, Where can I leave a comment? And I was like, uh, she's not really on Instagram. So I was like, well, I guess you have to tell me. I think you can leave comments on Apple Music. You yeah. can. Well, she did leave a review, but she wanted to like interact, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I was like, make it a more no. interactive. Yeah. Experience. So I was like, well, you just have to talk to me. So I actually got a few comments about the Zodiac episode because I feel like that was a conversation that people are either on mm-hmm. one side or the other. So I had no idea that she actually kind of believes in Zodiacs. <laughs> so I was just like, she was like, yeah, I just, I do believe that if you're on the cusp of certain Zodiac signs, it does make a difference in personality. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, you're such an unbeliever. Yeah. (laughs) She like see she saw where I was coming from, but she was like, No, I think people on the cusp are a little crazy. Meanwhile, I think I'm on the cusp. I don't know what she was saying about me. Mm -hmm. Ah. That's hilarious. Like I love the fact that your mom is like, No, well, I believe you're on the cusp, and it's like, (laughs) you know. Oh, okay. Um Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny though. Honestly. All right. Well, Keen, what do you have for us this week for our Mental Health Minute? Okay, for the Mental Health Minute today. Give me just a second. Let me get my bearings together. (laughs) Come on, bearings. Get them together because they're all over the place today, (laughs) y'all. All right. So I seen um, a really, really interesting quote. And shout out to the millennial therapist because, you know, she be coming through with some Mm -hmm. gems and stuff. So I seen one that says, if we don't take the time to teach ourselves new patterns, We'll keep repeating the old ones. Mm. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's some real ass shit. Uh, Mainly because 
I feel like in life, we do a lot of things that are just incessant. We just do it by nature because that's what we've been taught. You know, that's what we've been doing because that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it takes uh, 21 days to create a habit. So when we habitually do it, it's just that's just a part of who we are. It becomes a part of our nature. So, um, yeah, I, I thought like you know, I need to make some changes. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these habits that I'm having that are kind of hindering, you know, what I want to do or from me being greater or just uh, exceeding to my full potential, I need to stop with the shit that's like holding me back. So Mm -hmm. I got to create new patterns, whether that be working on like being more disciplined to, you know, break and it takes discipline to break your old patterns because it's easy to fall back into what we're used to doing so yeah like I just I'm a firm believer now or always have like if you want to do something like you have to commit and you have to be willing to sacrifice the old parts of yourself that like held you back so Mm -hmm. yeah so other than that my mental health minute for today (laughs) that reminds me of a book um I read it like two summers ago I think it's called Atomic Habits I know some people are probably familiar with this it kind of blew up on Instagram a little bit or social Mm -hmm. media in general it's by this guy James Clear and he had a traumatic um injury he was hit with a baseball bat at like full speed he was a baseball player in high school and he recovered and ended up getting a scholarship to play in college after like multiple surgeries Mm. brain injury memory loss all these things and he talks about how it was all by him building good habits Mm -hmm. to like recover and rehab and like build himself back up but it's a really good book and it comes with like a workbook on how to build mm. atomic habits and it's I love it's, that. it's really it's a bomb book matter of fact i let somebody borrow it if he's listening i need that shit back <laughs> <laughs> and you know who you are i'm <laughs> weak yeah. Wow, that's really amazing. And it actually think, makes me think about, I was watching All American mm. <laughs> the other day. And for some reason in this one episode, there were so many gyms um, just when they were like training because it was talking about the stage from Spencer being in high school and always being the best at what he does. Yeah. The best athlete, da, da, da. <laughs> then he moves to college and he's not the best anymore. Like everybody's be- the right. best. Yep. Everybody's great. Yep. And he's so frustrated. He's like, what the heck? Like I'm busting my ass. And they're like, everybody's busting their ass. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got to do more. You got to change the way that you're thinking. And I was like, wow, like patterns, even with your mindset patterns, like mm-hmm. changing it from, okay, let me just get through this to embracing the fact that it's always going to be this. Right. You're always going to be working hard. You're always going to, you can never be satisfied. Right. Like that is a, a new pattern that you have to have. Right. And I just feel like when, when we're, you know, trying to do our things like entrepreneurship things or trying to create new things. Like it can feel overwhelming with also having to have a nine to five or having to have family commitments or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we have to think about it not as like, okay, let me just get through this. Just embrace all of that shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that's the only way you're going to be able to get to the point that you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. And that also reminds me of what you said about um, Spencer, because I watched like a few seasons of All American. At some point with anything, your age catches up with your ability. Mm. So like you could be a great dancer at five and then by the time you're 18, like someone is caught up to you. Mm-hmm. It's the same in academics. Like so many people that we know are probably like in the gifted class <laughs> when we were younger and like they like they're not like the smartest person we know now so to speak so i think with anything like you literally have to build habits to get better and better so that you right. are never caught slipping 
You have to. And the other quote that I read was, talent is no measure for obsession. Mm. And I was just like, oh, shoot. Yikes. I need to keep these whole quotes yeah. down because that's so real. That's like, you real. can be talented, yes, naturally. But if somebody's obsessed, mm-hmm. they're going to surpass you. Yeah, they're going to outwork you. Right, right. Um, I have not finished all of <laughs> all American. American. <laughs> He's still in high school. <laughs> oh, <laughs> me like, too, oh. yeah. I didn't even know there was a college thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's also uh, a spinoff, which I'll talk about at another yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, those are just my thoughts. And um, yeah, thanks for that, you know, input. Let's just all be great, y'all. Let's just all be great Period. out here at the end of the day. Break okay. these habits. You know, and just reach for every fucking goal you have. Yep. I agree. Right. Right. So with in addition to, you know, watching All American, I'm pretty sure you have some (laughs) great things for us to catch up on. And hopefully these are things that I've seen, Bobby. So (laughs) what's up with your things to watch and listen to list for today? So I really am curious if y'all have seen this first one. Um, I'm surprised that I don't feel like it really was promoted at all. Mm -hmm. Surviving Compton. Dre, Suge, Suge, and Michelle. Like Suge Knight? Mm-hmm. Is this a movie or is it a show? It is. Okay, it's a I movie. feel like I did see like bits and pieces of it. Yeah, so it's a movie so. on Netflix from 2016, which mm-hmm. also makes me feel like, wow, they really try to. I don't remember. Shit. I don't even remember. I'm going to tell you why you don't. So I don't remember the year that Straight Outta Compton came out, but obviously it came out before this movie came yeah. out. And this movie is a bio television drama based on the true story of the life of Michelle, who was yeah. an R&B singer. Yeah. Um, and she apparently was coming up in a part of the rise of NWA. Yeah, absolutely. Which was news to me and I'm sure to people that didn't really know the ins and outs of their rise. And mm-hmm. they left her completely out of Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. So she decided to make this as her telling her story. Um, go ahead. I was going to say, I think this was on Lifetime. I feel like it was. It did show it yeah, on Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, So I did yes. see this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it completely rocked my whole brain. Yeah, it was because wild. Because I had no idea that she was in a relationship with mm-hmm. Dre. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that he was physically abusive. Yep. I was going to say that might be why I, oh, yeah. I always thought that's why she wasn't in Straight Outta Compton because I know there's been some stuff going on with them so she probably didn't want to be included in that yeah, film. I think was, he didn't want to include her in that film because it only makes him look crazy. Exactly. He wore her mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I was so... It, she's not the only one apparently. Right. He's not and I did watch another um, interview with a lady. She was like a reporter or like a musician at the time and had no connection. They weren't in a relationship. She just did an interview and she spoke about him and Easy es feud that they had at one time. And he was at a party with her and saw her and bashed her head up against the... I was just really floored. More so that this has not been really talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, straight out of Compton, like, everything has been kind of praised. Dr. Dre, he just did the Super Bowl, da-da-da-da. And, like, I had no idea. Like, would they say protect black women? Like, this is what the fuck mm-hmm. they mean, because this is not even talked about. I'm surprised you didn't know that. So I knew about or covered up. Like There are, but I'm, I'm just like, the Super Bowl is the most recent thing I can think of that puts somebody on a platform, whereas there have been other instances where people have been like, no, we're not going to support you or put you on a platform because of what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this mostly only happened to Chris Brown. Anybody else? Yeah, this was a pretty well covered up thing. I'm saying. Yeah. She talked about it on, what's that? It's not Lifetime. Is it Oxygen? 
where um with what what's her name kiki wyatt the show that autumn oh, yeah, yeah. RMBD, she's, she's mentioned it on there yeah. before yeah i just i really had no clue and they were very vivid in the way that they mm-hmm. describe yeah. the relationship and i i was just completely in shock so the, um ryan nicole brown she's the one who played michelle a and she's mm-hmm. an amazing actress singer she's been in empire she was like in love and basketball she's been acting for a while mm-hmm. and she did an amazing job on that so that was something that i thought was interesting apparently he never apologized to her personally he made like a public apology and said like i apologize to all the women i may have hurt but i think please deep down he <laughs> you know <laughs> and i think in that they tried to say you know because he was drinking a lot um because of the pressure maybe he had an anger issue i don't think there's like, no reason ever oh, never 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 there's a reason but i think yeah. she, she was trying to show some of the vices that he may have had um mm-hmm. but either way it was very shocking so that was that one um Wait, can i ask you who did ryan nicole brown play in love and basketball she played sanaya lathan's character when she was little you know how in the beginning they're little. I thought that was um the Kyla girl Pratt. from yeah. yeah that was Kyla Pratt. Oh then maybe I'm tripping. Okay There's no it's okay. I thought I just I was like I don't know this girl that's so I was probably just wondering. Okay this I don't know have y'all well it's I'll probably something else. <laughs> there are other things but I won't mention them at this time. <laughs> I gotcha. Um so the second one is American Masters. This is a show like a series on PBS, which is not a channel that I watch very often, but I only watch it when my dad tells me there's a bomb <laughs> show I need to watch on there. So American Masters is the overall series, but season 35, episode one called How It Feels to Be Free. It's a television series. And in this episode, they were telling the inspiring story of six iconic African-American female entertainers, Lena Horn. Abby Lincoln, Nina Simone, Diane Carroll, Cicely Tyson, and Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And it was so insightful to me. I mean, obviously, we know that there was such a struggle as far as music and especially yeah. being on film and being seen and represented during those times and leading up. And it just talks about how film transcended to kind of ways they were comfortable with showing black people. Right. Mm-hmm. Lena Horne could not have any speaking roles. She could only sing in the beginning. Um, and then if there was a really bomb role, they would just get a white actress and tan her so that even though the original person that was supposed to be the that the character was made after was a black woman, a light-skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. So they decided, no, Lena's a little, she's actually light-skinned, so we're going to actually go with a white woman and, and tan her up so that she can be it. And it's just amazing how they, and then just also how like our black community and just the overall society would view black people being on film and nitpick at everything they would do. So mm-hmm. like Pam Greer, for example, when she was doing Foxy Brown and people up and stuff and people were calling that um, kind of like you're selling out. Like mm-hmm. that's the only way you could be on film is to be sexy and kick at somebody's ass. Like you can't be a real person. Right. It's like, but she's on, that is a, an extension of who we are. She's on camera. She's making moves. She's pressing forward so that there are other people that can come and be a real person. And it just made me really look at TV differently when I was watching shows like All American. They're like... Do you know how far we have come yeah, to where say this we've... can be an entire, mostly cast of black people yeah. and they can just be people? I mean, we still have those stereotypes of like athletes and rappers and stuff like that, but like we have so much and I'm just so mm-hmm. proud at the progress that we've made and will continue to make, mm-hmm. even behind the camera um, with writers and screenwriters and cameramen and directors. So it's just amazing. Um, and then the last one is called Harlem. 
And I was texting Keem about this because I was like yes. obsessed and I could not stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen it, Nikki? No, I've heard of it though. Okay, so it's starring Megan Good. (laughs) Oh, Megan Good. Okay. Yeah, it's on Prime Video. It's actually Megan Good, Tyler Lepley. I'm like, he's so fine to me. (laughs) And Grace Byers. She was in Empire. I don't know if y'all remember her. Um, But it's just like four friends. It kind of gives me like Sex in the City, but if they were like powerful black women, like, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just goes through like their things and their relationships and friendship. It's just really cute and it's very funny. People, things that are normally listed as a comedy, I don't normally find funny for Mm -hmm. some reason. It could be corny or just like, "Uh, this is trying too hard, but this actually made me like laugh out loud many times. (laughs) Okay. So I was like, this is cute. And it's it's called Harlem? Harlem, yeah. Okay. And it's executive produced by Tracy Oliver, another black woman film and television writer, producer, da 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 da. Um, and she actually wrote for Survivor's Remorse, Girls Trip, and Little. Yeah. So those are my three things to watch. And then my thing to listen to, Ombre. Love her. Shout out yeah, to Ombre. Shout out to Ombre. Singer songwriter from New Orleans. Um, she just dropped her EP. It's an R&B soul EP. Eight songs called Three Thousand Degrees. It's very sultry, sexy vibe. I love it so much. Um, she's actually written for artists like Kaylani, her, and other people. But I'm just so excited for her. She signed to Rock Nation. She's doing mm-hmm. her thing. Um, I met her when she was just songwriting and just trying to, you know, get off the ground mm-hmm. and get everything together and. She's just so bomb. So congratulations to you, Ombre. And my sources for today are kpbs.org, npr.org, okplayer.com, and Rated R&B. And yeah, so now I'm going to toss it over to Nikki with her nicks and giggles for today. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, (laughs) So I have two quick stories for y'all. The first one, in one of my grad school courses, which is called Cross-Cultural, where we talk about how to be cultural competent, how to have cultural humility and different like race and identity models and how they fit into like the cultural scene, especially within schools. Um, so those, the conversations in class could be a little tense for some people if they're not used to talking about race or they really know, don't identify as like a person of color or necessarily like as white, so to speak, they just kind of go about life. So, um, we were talking about, I forgot exactly what we we're talking about, but one girl said, and most everyone in the class either, is a teacher or works in the school system in somewhere, somewhere. So this one woman raised her hand and mentioned how one of her coworkers applied for a counseling job in a school and didn't get it because the school was looking for a black person. Mm-hmm. And um, she was very offended. And the girl in the class was just like, I don't understand why it can't just go to the most qualified. Like, why does it have to be a black person? Mm. So I explained, and I'm more than willing to have these conversations in the right place. And, like, I'm, like, yeah, and I'm, and I'm happy she said it. Like I'm, I'm more than willing to do it there. I don't want to do it in the grocery store. I don't want to do it anywhere else, but like in a classroom, that's where people want to learn. So if she's willing to speak up, I'm willing to answer. So I explained how, um, right now, like in K through 12, there's, way more black and brown kids, especially in the Northeast in our area, than there are, um, not, I'm sorry, not Northeast, like mid-Atlantic, than there are white kids. And that's just the trajectory of the way our country is going. Yeah. So naturally, school officials need more people of color in the classroom and out of the classroom, especially in counseling offices. So she kind of understood, but she kind of like rebuttaled with something that didn't make any sense. I don't remember what she said, but I can tell she just was not getting it, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's why it's a 12 week course and she'll get there. Mm-hmm. So then the professor assigned that we watch um, the documentary 13th on Netflix. Can I ask a question? 
Yeah. Is the professor black? No. Okay. She's a white woman and she's so good. But she does identify as um she is a lesbian okay. or she's at least bisexual. So in some way she understands what it feels to be a minority, even though it's mm-hmm. not the same as mm-hmm. a racial minority, right? So we had to watch 13th on Netflix by Ava DuVernay, which is a great film. It's but a heavy f- film. It's heavy. But of course, people who need to watch it are not going to watch it. Exactly. Right. So we watched it and we had a film discussion about it in class and she actually broke us up into races to talk about it in different ways. Really? I love it. Yeah, because it and it made sense because I don't want to sit I sat with like literally black girls and we talked about the film. So when we came back as a class, um one of the things I said, it was a long ass discussion, like two hours. But I remember one thing I said was that I feel like people who need to watch that don't watch it especially though for example those who say all lives matter because the film goes into depth about police brutality and how like black men take up so much space in the prison system and the same woman raised her hand and was like you know what i have to tell you like i was a person that would say all lives matter before i watched this and i Mm -hmm. totally understand now why that is not and she she even said she was like i thought i was being kind by saying all lives matter. Girl. And she said, now I totally understand what and I, when you're going it, against. It doesn't even matter because if I could save one person, <laughs> then I don't need my job. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, like, I don't want to give her credit for doing something that she should be doing, but it's kind of bold for her to say out loud that that's how she used to think. Cause there are quite a few black women in the class and I appreciated her comment. And I don't think everyone else did. I think mm-hmm. other, other people were still judging her for how she used to think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just have never seen somebody transform in front of my eyes. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I was going to say like, this is like the things that I really like. These are the things that I really miss about like college, like those discussion groups and mm-hmm. they have these things completely blind to mm-hmm. like the fact that she was like, yeah, like I was one of those people to say all lives matter, but like yeah. get into like why we don't say that, you know, because right. look at what's going on in the real world. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really good thing to say, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's true. not really, it's not true, you know, right. because if that's the case, we wouldn't be where we are now. And right. We wouldn't have to say all lives matter if all lives really mattered. If they really, exactly. Yeah. So she got it and I was happy. Okay. So the next quick story, this is much quicker. So I got my hair done recently into um, faux locks. And I found this girl on Instagram, which is like the brilliance of social media these days that you can find somebody to do anything. Like you can get a full makeover on social media. Mm-hmm. And I loved her work and I was following her for a few months before I actually like hit her up just to see how she was. And she seemed consistent. So I went, um, got my hair done by her and it was in her house. And normally I don't do that. Like if I don't know you or I haven't seen anybody go to you, I wouldn't do that. So I knew I was taking a risk, but it came out really nice. And then that was a Saturday on Monday. At first I I could just probably take it out and put it back in. Like no big deal. Then I got home and as I'm doing it, I realized there were six others no listen it gets worse just listen <laughs> so then i hear y'all they have always policies and a little um safe stories <laughs> <laughs> so i said look girl i looked in your policy and i realized you'll correct anything within seven days i have some locks that are slipping um and at first i only noticed the one and i couldn't get back in and then before she answered i was like actually there's seven and she was <laughs> and she was like <laughs> No, I find it funny now too. So she was like, "Can you send me pictures?" I guess she thought I was lying. So I sent her, I sent her a picture of all seven. 
every single one of them, right? Um, to this day, she has not responded. Now, listen, this is where right. this is where growth comes in. This is where growth comes in. You know because where she lives, though. I know where she, but that's that is the beauty of growth. That is the beauty <laughs> of growth, because I have to also acknowledge that this is why there's too many people on social media, and you can't trust all of them. Mm. You can like you just can't like you just can't do it. So I, <laughs> I literally had to take the L, and I was just mm. like, because what, like at this point, do I even trust you to come near my head again? Mm-hmm. True. Well, like, I only pull out girl for you if you need a girl. Well, I actually hit up Casey because I thought she, uh, she, but she referred somebody. That's the girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she's gonna help me out next week. Oh, good. Okay. But and I'm just getting them redone. I'm taking the whole thing out and putting them all back in. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, yo, like. And I love supporting black people. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do. But I will always call you out when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about like, okay, maybe I should hit her up for a refund. She ain't give me no damn refund if she's not even gonna fix one lock. Like mm-hmm. it's just not gonna happen. And like you said, I know where she lives. Yes, <laughs> could I call her out on social media and like tell everybody to call her out? I could, but it's just like mm-hmm. that's that's God's work. <laughs> and I'm not gonna step in his lane. That is for him to deal with. It's, it's not worth my time, my headspace, my energy. I just need to keep moving. Yeah. So you know, you know how I feel about. This I know, stuff. but it's. It, I don't even. There's no like. There's no clean solution. The only because she made it messy from the jump. But the only reason why I'm kind of for that is because you save someone else the hassle of going through that shit mm-hmm. and. She gets her ass checked. Like, okay, one unraveling really honestly is unacceptable because the In whole point of what you're doing yeah. is to make it last for months or yeah. locks. It should not be unraveling on day one. You didn't do it correctly. Right. But also, if you say, if you have a policy and you say you're going to do something and you claim that you have a business and you most businesses run by word of mouth, mm-hmm. then you have to understand that if you're going to choose to not honor your policy, you have to understand I'm going to run my mouth. So that is that is very true. And I did think about it and I was like oh. You know what you can do? You can text me her Instagram. I'll, I'll handle it for you from there. Okay. <laughs> What's funny is I'll tell you offline, someone yeah. that we both know got her hair done by her. Okay. That which yeah. makes it more interesting. And that's how I first found her. But right. I'll let Bobby handle it because yeah. <laughs> Bobby has not reached that point in her growth yet. <laughs> that'll be for next episode okay all right y'all those were my two stories for the day so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back all right what's up y'all we are back yes sir and now we're going to toss it over to Keem with our pickup conversation for today. So what's up, Keem? What's going on, everybody? So for today's <laughs> pickup conversation, um, uh, this is a really interesting conversation I had with some friends like a while back. And I always kind of like to revisit it, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, majority of our listeners, I would want to say, you know, we're well into our grown people stage of life (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. we're living and we're working and we're just all trying to like figure life out so it made me uh think about can you have it all and what i mean by it is like Mm -hmm. can be relationship can we have all three of those or is it one of those things where like you can only one lacks 
you know, you mm. can have this and you can have that. But the third mm. one, whatever that third, you know, interchangeable thing may be, um, can you lack that? And mm. I thought it was kind of interesting because I had to think about where I am in my life right now. And if I have that and I'm like, no, well, I mean, this is kind of going good, but this is that mm-hmm. and no I don't have this and sometimes you may just simply have one <laughs> you, may, you may not have the other two so um it got me to thinking like can we have all three or is it one of these things where it's just like you know these these things require a certain amount of work so to have all three is kind of like imagine just trying to juggle something you're eventually going to drop something you know Mm -hmm. and one of these things requires more attention than the other so Mm -hmm. is it like can can we have all three or is it one of those things where it's just like you have to do the best you can with what you have it's three obtainable or is it more so like okay maybe you can have this these two things and later on a third may work I don't know like what are you what are your thoughts on that Barbara, you go ahead. I'm interested to see what you say. <laughs> so the first thing that popped into my head was it really depends on your definition of what's great for right. each thing. Mm-hmm. Like for relationship, what's great for you? Do you want to be up and up under your boo like 24 mm-hmm. seven? That probably ain't going to work with a full time job. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it enough to see them, you know, after work or like y'all make time for your quality time? then that could work. It just depends on like what you need as far as that kind of balance. There are people who don't need to see their spouse more than a few times a week and they feel like that's a solid relationship and I love my job and I'm great with that balance. Mm -hmm. Um, For me personally, I am an avid believer of you can have it all. And I just feel like especially women, we're told all the time that we can't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just an advocate for that. I just know it takes work. It takes hard work. Like I said at the beginning to your mental health minute, You just have to embrace the fact that it's going to be hard work, that you're never going to be satisfied, that you're going to be tired, but it's worth it for what your goal is. If your goal is to have a family, you want to be a mom, you want to be a wife, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be financially stable. It ain't going to happen if you're not working for it. Mm -hmm. So whatever you choose to work for is what you'll get. I agree, especially that um, women are often told that you can't have it all. I think it's very possible to have all three. I do think, however, there will always be, at any given moment, there's one that's not going to be at 100%. Right. And I think that's okay. I think that's just the balance of life. So if I'm, like, I know for me, when I'm focusing on, like, my finances, like, right now, I'm, like, in savings mode. Like, and I have been. So, like, me, like I won't be spending money on Amazon the way I used to. Like, I'm not shopping all the time. So I just feel like, And if I'm focusing on my career and like school or whatever else I have going on in that area, then there's also less time with like a significant other. Like there's always going to be one area that's lacking, but I don't think that means that it's not you having it all. I just think that just, it just, your, your focus shifts at every time, at any time. Yeah. I also think it like for the relationship part, you have to have the right partner. Right. Like you can't have a person who's like, 
what are you doing? You need because that's not going to be adding to your greatness. It's not going to be adding to you achieving all your goals and being able to have a stable um, job. Like your partner has to understand. Yes, there's balance with everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, if you've been working all day and you're working in the evening, okay, girl, close your laptop for at least two hours so yeah. you can sit here and watch this movie and get this quality time. And then when he falls asleep, you open your laptop back up. That's the type of work I'm talking about. Whereas you may mm-hmm. sacrifice some things, but you're still giving to all of your things that you're trying to balance at the same time. I feel like it's tough when you feel like things are pulling you as opposed to pouring into you. If you're in the wrong job, that can really feel like, oh my God, so many different things are pulling against me when it's like, no, really, you just need to find a different job or a different person or a different method to Mm -hmm. make sure that you can balance them all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because for me at least, I agree with kind of like what both of you are saying. Everything requires a certain amount of work. And if you really want something, you'll work hard to get it. But once again, even with trying to work hard, like it, something is going to suffer because it's like, there's only so much of you to like really go around. So if I'm mm-hmm. working hard to, you know, be financially stable, so I'm working more, I'm doing more, I'm stacking, I'm doing this. But am I putting time into the relationship? Okay, I'm trying to put as much time into the relationship now and and show up and be there. But also, like, something isn't really clicking with my career. Like, it mm-hmm. it, it, it just depends, you know. I, it, every, everyone's situation is different. But I, I really do feel like if whatever you don't give attention to will dwindle, you know. And like I said, there's only so much for us to, like, to like really like spread not unless you're really working in something that like kind of encompasses Mm. all three you know so it works for you but like I know for me at least and anybody that I you know currently know right now we're all just trying to figure it out and make it work so Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody that's working in a space where it's like okay your relationship is like really happy and you're making money and your career is like thriving you know (laughs) everyone that I know is like we're we're lacking at least something but like it is true. It also depends on what your version of like having it all is, and mm-hmm. you know what success looks like to you. But I don't know. I just I often feel like, and this is just me personally. Like you can have it all, but but like it's a very like thin line as of like what everything is yeah when you first said this it made me think back to like i remember in high school when i was thinking about majoring in dance Mm because that's what i had been doing for so long but i kind of was aware then that i i knew like i wanted financial stability and i knew that that career does not guarantee that and that was important to me so that was a big driver into me saying, okay, like dance is going to be on the back burner for now. Like I'll mm-hmm. do it for fun. I'll do it when I can, things like that. And I do feel like that sometimes is a hard decision for people. And that plays into sometimes having a great career. Cause you can have a great career that doesn't pay a lot. Yeah. You can have a career that pays a lot, but you don't feel like the career is actually great. So you can be financially stable, but your career is not thriving, so to speak. Right. Cause like you're miserable at work. Whereas I feel like the job field that I've chosen like I'm not going to be a millionaire, but it's like yeah. I have ideas for like passive income and things mm-hmm. like that. But it's still like, is that a great career? Mm-hmm. I don't know, because it's still more work <laughs> for me to get to like where I need to be financially. Right. So I think it also depends on what you choose as a career and whether or not you're willing to forfeit 
some type of stability. Like for me, like I know that is not an option. Like mm-hmm. I will go work at McDonald's tomorrow <laughs> if I need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I like my coins in my account. Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I just it life just has you thinking like about things like later on down the mm-hmm. line, you know, and eventually at some point it's like, okay, I need to make sure whatever it is I'm doing, I'm completely and totally happy in, whether it be relationships, whether it be work, you want to make sure that you're kind of covering all bases. And I feel like, you know, as much as we do, you know, it, sometimes it doesn't work out in that favor. You know, yeah. sometimes you can't have, it won't be, all roses and blueberries. I don't know why I said that. Like, but I think what it ultimately, I feel like we. Damn, I had a really good. Time. <laughs> <laughs> it just left me all. I'm. While you're thinking about it, I was gonna say I mm. did. Um, there's this couple in Philly. And I think they developed this business called Jumping Jack Taxes. Have you heard of that? I think I heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're also really like motivational um, with their posts and things they say. And they're just really on like this entrepreneurship thing. And Mm -hmm. one of his main things is you're living your life right now to set yourself up for when you're 40 years old. A lot of us always be like, oh, by 20, I want to do this. Or by 30, I want to do this. And it's like, no, 20 and 30s are your prime. (laughs) That's when you should be going off. You have energy. When you hit 40, you want to have done what you're supposed to do so that when you're 40, you're comfortable. And I guess you do have that balance of those three things. You have your relationship, you have your career, and you're financially stable. And so to do that, we are sacrificing now some of those things, Mm. whether it's a relationship, whether it's buckling down with a job you don't really love to get the financial stability so that when you're 40, you can go to a job that you do love. Like we're making those sacrifices now. But I think the one thing that we forget, and I definitely forget, which leads to burnout a lot, is there's a fourth thing that you have to balance and it's yourself. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly giving yourself to your relationship, your work, money, when do you... (laughs) How can you continue to? How can you keep that energy up if you're not pouring back into yourself or nobody else is pouring into you? Mm -hmm. So I I often forget about that too. And I just feel like that's where I lose balance. Like, I don't understand how I can pour into myself and I'm pouring to all these three people. Like, yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. And what you said about, um, it's interesting how you said that that account or those, you know, those people said how you kind of wanted, you know, I guess have more fun or like do what you want to do more when you're young? Not have more fun, but take more risks, I think, and not be afraid okay. to sacrifice more. Like sacrifice gotcha. okay. spending every minute with your spouse, because if that's your spouse, you can really live with them when you're 40. Not saying like you don't spend time, but it's like this is the time to be grinding. This is the time to be traveling. This is the time to be taking mm, risks, to be okay. investing, to mm-hmm. try new things. If you have a job that doesn't work for you, this is the time to find to a new job. Yeah. Okay, when you're gotcha. 40, you want to be stable. Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny you say that because um, when we like talk to kids about like financial literacy or just how to set themselves up for success and stuff, one thing that is not talked about enough is like setting yourself up um, in terms of like making sure that when you want to stop working, you still get money. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yes, you have to take risk. And like you're saying, don't stay in jobs that you don't want. But like just understanding that there is there's there's so much stability sometimes in career and financially that then you you can pay yourself back 
when it comes to like relationships and taking care of yourself. Like get a job that will give you a pension or 401k (laughs) this way when you're 40 and 50, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. Now I understand life is not guaranteed, but it's like, I'm not going to have that energy at 50 to be grinding. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I am now like, I need to set myself up for success for then. Right. I'm just going to wrap it up right here. <laughs> you feel a lot of things. Yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up right here, you know. Um, so, yeah, like, we're just going to keep it short. You know, uh, I want to thank you guys for just <laughs> participating in this lovely conversation with me. Um, of course. Anytime, Kim. Yeah, so before we wrap this thing up, does anybody have any things they want to, like, throw out right now? Um, I would just like to say... I'm wishing everybody love and light and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like right t- right now, a lot of people are in like a transitional period. For sure. Um, whether it be age, I mean, <laughs> several of us are about to travel into a new decade. Oh my God. And that is a transition. Um, it can be life, personal work, family. But I just really want everybody to just have that peace, that love, that light um, and set your boundaries there you go <laughs> there we go let's, let's t- I knew that bring it somehow. back <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate that bobby that was nice yeah you're welcome i don't have anything as positive to say but i did <laughs> i did send bobby that instagram account <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say yeah, so yeah. We'll, have a, we'll have a follow-up for next episode okay. absolutely All right, folks. We will see you all at episode 13. All right. Peace and blessings.